Hey everyone, welcome to episode 7 of the Blue Collar Podcast. Um, we're going to call this Anxiety Part 2. We're going to pick up where we left off on episode 5. Uh, I feel like I left out a whole lot of really good information and I've had a bunch of time to reflect on the things that I've said in that podcast. I li- to be honest, God honest truth, I listened to that podcast after I did it, <clears throat> and I was not very happy with how I projected myself and how I explained everything. So I've had a lot of time to write down everything since then. Um, as a lot of you know, I have to write everything down for my podcast because. I just started drawing blanks and started having anxiety about uh, not knowing what to say when I know exactly what to say, if that makes any sense. So we're going to pick up from episode five. If you haven't listened to that, go and listen to it. You kind of uh, get into my headspace about how I feel or how I've been feeling I've been dealing with uh, very severe anxiety and panic disorders since um, about 2008, 2009. So um, it's been a long time I've dealt with it. So hopefully this podcast will kind of fill in all the blanks of episode 5. And I could truly connect with everybody that is suffering with anxiety and maybe shed some light on those who don't have it and help them understand what exactly is going on in our heads and it's um there's a lot of myths about anxiety and what it is and i think the most important part about having anxiety or not having anxiety is understanding what it really is and what it's not Um, a lot of people live in the fear of being judged by other people about having anxiety and they feel that their their anxiety is defining who they are as a person and that's 100% 100% not the case what are your what it is you're you're more than just a, a mental state and that's what anxiety is it's not a a physical entity it's a mental state that somebody lives in it's something that you deal with every single day even if you're you're not having an anxiety attack you're worried about having an anxiety attack so that brings on anxiety on top of that. And I'm probably going to say that word so many times through this podcast, and I apologize, but so that everybody understands exactly what I'm talking about when I say something, it's probably going to be said a lot. Um, a lot of people have had anxiety for so long they don't remember what the fuck it's like to not have anxiety they don't remember what it's like to be normal um it affects 
absolutely everything. It affects your your day to day life, um, your sleep, relationships. It could affect your work. It it affects everything around around you, and that's why everybody feels like that's who they are and that's what their life is, and that's that's not entirely true. Um, it might for everybody's different so for some people it might only affect your mind that's a more in the long long lines of a general anxiety disorder um but for some people it affects your body as well um that's on the side of uh, panic attacks and stuff like that so physically it will affect you in terrifying ways I I know myself. It, if you uh, listen to episode five, thanks for doing so. If you haven't, definitely go and do it. I explain um, how my anxiety had affected me physically for so long. It put unneeded stress on my heart, and I had a heart attack at 27 years old. So, if you don't treat it you don't deal with it you don't face it head on there are consequences obviously not everybody is gonna have a heart attack from it i was under a lot of stress from work and general life problems financial stuff um so it affected me differently than it would obviously affect anybody else everybody is different in a good way, we are snowflakes because no two snowflakes are the same. Everyone is I- unique in its own way. Um, yeah, your your anxiety can be anything from uncontrollable panic attacks, um, crazy ass headaches. I've I've had those before. Um, it's mostly confusion as to what's going on your brain just can't process what the fuck is happening um being dizzy i haven't felt that i'm glad that i haven't but a lot of people do um full body shaking uh, just uncontrollable muscle spasms and it's it's basically like your brain is just shorting out it's just there's so much confusion that you and your body your your body and your mind don't understand and that leads to more anxiety and more panic attacks and it's a very cruel vicious cycle to try and break out of and i'm really hoping that these this podcast in uh, both parts are really going to help shed some light on um on the whole subject and help everybody feel a little bit more at ease and hopefully be able to rid of their anxiety because that's kind of the end goal here i myself haven't had an anxiety attack or a panic attack sorry in three days now and i think that's largely in part to um, my diet and overall health and just being more understanding of what it is and the anxiety therapy that I went through, being able to have it in a physical form, 
Um, cause your, your anxiety, I know if you, if you suffer from your sitting around thinking, you know, how do you make your anxiety a physical thing? Well, in the, in the last part, in part one, I explained my whole, um, anxiety therapy that I had done and the therapist that I was seeing put it into a perspective that it was a physical thing that I could touch. I could see it. I could feel it. I could hear it. I I knew what color it was, what shape it was, where it was in my body, and I could physically touch it and hold it. So that gives you a better idea it it basically gives you more control over your anxiety. When you can't touch or see or feel something, it's kind of hard to understand it. So that played a, a really big part in kind of my road to recovery, if you will. I don't know really what you want to call it. I'm not like a covering addict or anything, but I'm trying to bring myself to being normal again and kind of living a an anxiety and panic free life it's anxiety is all fear uh the fear of what is and what isn't um the fear of not being in control of something uh fear of not knowing what's next and that's we're living in a life now that who knows what the fuck brings tomorrow. I mean, uh, life changes so quickly. There's a lot of negativity in the world now. And kind of decluttering that stuff out of your life is definitely going to help you in every way possible, physically and mentally. Um, but anxiety doesn't define who you are as a person at all um um it doesn't define who you are as a person whatsoever and that's the first hurdle getting over is reassuring yourself that no matter what you say to somebody about how you're feeling it in your mind it shouldn't change how that person sees you they shouldn't see you as you know a basket case or you're fucking you're batshit crazy and you know so a, a lot of people say you know just get over it and that's life and stuff like that and that's the most infuriating thing to say to somebody that lives with anxiety because we fucking know we're trying to just get over it but it's not that easy it's it is a legitimate illness and it's I'm trying my best to make that change and get rid of the stigma that's associated with anxiety because it it affects people's lifestyles to or it, it affects people's lives to the point where they can't live. They're literally living in a vicious cycle of anxiety all the time. And that's not that's not comfortable in any way. That's that's a, a shit way to live. And nobody deserves that at all. 
Um, it's the most common mental health issue in the country. Um, it's more common than depression, surprisingly. Um, a lot of anxiety does lead to depression because people feel like there's no hope and that's how their life is going to be forever. And not taking action on your anxiety, yes, your life is going to be like that. Let's say you have to pull up your pants, tie your shoes up real damn tight, and put your boots on the ground, get to work, get your anxiety under control, and be able to live a normal life like everybody else does. Um, Getting rid of your triggers or being able to manage them better does help immensely. Um, For me, it was um, smoking weed. I, I smoked weed forever and ever and ever. Never had a problem with it. I could smoke as much as I could get my hands on, and I never had a problem. I was happier than the pig and shit. But uh, a turning point where it started triggering my anxiety, um, I think I largely had to part. The part was uh, my health wasn't that great, so um, my breathing got pretty bad because I was... A smoker for so long and smoked so much pot that I couldn't breathe and then I started having the panic attack where your your chest is very tight can't breathe um, you can't swallow and you just start freaking out and it's not a good time at all um, some people um, pot helps their anxiety it's it's a very common um, remedy for anxiety for others, not so much. Like myself, I I smell pot now and I need to head for the hills and have some very nice fresh air. Um, for quite a while now, I bet about a year, maybe a bit more, I've been on just straight CBD. And it's great. It's it's amazing. I I love it. I swear by it. I think everybody should at least try it. If they're having anxiety, um, the stuff I do get is from the dispensary. Um, a lot of people don't like dispensary weed, but it's controlled. I know exactly what it is. And uh, like I said, on almost all my podcasts, every, everybody still asks me uh, what stuff it is and where you, they could get it. Literally go to any of the dispensaries. Um, and ask for just a strict CBD flower. And this stuff is 0.0% THC and it is 7.9% total CBD. So it's very, very nice. Um, along with anxiety, it helps stuff like uh, sore joints and um, I know my hands, my wrists, my knees are very bad and I smoke some of this and I feel fantastic it's great love it i recommend it to anybody another thing is um like a topical or a uh, an oral yeah i guess it would be an oral rescue spray it's just cbd 
So you just give it a, a blast or two into your mouth and you're good to go. It absorbs really quickly into your bloodstream through your through your mouth. Um, I've heard many good things about that and I recommend that as well. I'm actually just having one beer here. It's a very, very large beer. It's uh, three quarters of a liter, but I'm just going to have one and just have myself really nice and loose for this podcast because the last one I was super anxious and I felt like I was rambling and rushing and I'm not doing it this time. So if you hear me having a pause like that, I'm just having a nice little splash of beer. Um, so yeah, uh, the pot, if it's working for you, keep on giving her. If it doesn't, or if you notice, say, uh, once every one out of three times that you smoke, you have an anxiety attack, I recommend just stop smoking pot altogether because it that's how mine ended up getting really bad. And it completely ruined the whole experience of, you know, having a puff around a campfire or something like that. Um, I can't do it at all anymore. There's zero THC allowed in my life or I'm right back at the very beginning again. So if you notice it's starting to get it bad, just use your best judgment and just don't do it anymore. Or at least hold off until you know that your anxiety is under control and you you know that you'll be fine. Use your best judgment. Use your, your gut instinct on that. Um, another one's caffeine. A lot of people... Um, I've had so much great feedback from the, the first podcast on anxiety I did. And a lot of people are saying, you know, I have a coffee. And as soon as I have a coffee in the morning, my mind starts going and I start having an anxiety attack, panic. Well, you kind of just answered your own question as to uh, where your anxiety is coming from. You just had coffee. That's caffeine's a pretty powerful drug that a lot of people don't realize caffeine is is a drug and it's like a, a stimulant for your brain so it's going to really start firing up some cylinders that probably don't need to be going um drinking energy drinks um that was kind of the the first sign for me was energy drinks i used to drink a lot of monster and red bull rock stars Red Rains, those beaver ones, fucking nut. You name it, I drank them. I didn't give a shit. I drank five, six of them a day. I'm sure that had something to do with uh, bringing on anxiety. But, uh, yeah, getting rid of caffeine or limiting your caffeine intake a lot will help quite a bit. Um, I've changed to decaf. I know I went a whole nice little stint where I didn't um, have caffeine whatsoever, no coffee, no energy drinks, nothing like that. And I see a huge, huge difference. I stopped having uh, anxiety attacks first thing in the morning. So um, if you're really, really into coffee, drink decaf. I know a lot of people are like, oh, decaf is gross and I want some real coffee. I honestly cannot tell the difference between decaf and regular coffee. I I drank Tim Tim Hortons dark roast forever, and I honestly do not taste the difference whatsoever. Uh, 
I've also been making bulletproof coffee, so I use uh, uh, coconut oil and either some grass-fed butter or almond butter. It's pretty good too. Just blend it up, heat it up, and you're good to go. But uh, yeah, maybe it says that decaf is tastes different. I don't know. I don't know if I trust those people too much. I think it tastes just the same. And you're not going to have anxiety attacks, so make a choice. What do you want to live with, really? Um, your diet is a really big one. Your diet, your weight, overall health is going to play a really big part in how you feel every day. Um, like I've, I've said multiple times on the podcast, if you eat garbage, you're going to feel like garbage. Your body is, it's like running your car and putting water in your gas tank and fucking noodles and all kinds of shit. How long is that vehicle going to run for? If it is going to run, it's going to run like shit. So just, you are what you eat. Try and even for say two weeks, just cut out all the junk food, all the bullshit out of your diet. Eat some good, healthy, home-cooked meals. Um, lots of vegetables. Have lots of protein, healthy fats. Um, have some some really nice cuts of meat. Um, you can prepare chicken about 7,000 fucking ways. Just eat some really, really good food and exercise as much as you can um have an anxiety you you do have some form of depression associated with that just you kind of feel hopeless that the best thing you could do for yourself is just do not give into it don't give up trying to find ways to relieve your anxiety and your panic attacks and all that crap just find anyway like even if you know that it might not work try it anyways you you literally don't know until you try something it could be something very simple as um, a vitamin deficiency you could be lacking vitamin d3 or your iron's low or something like that and it could just throw off the balance in your whole body you never know i'm not a doctor and you probably fucking aren't either so trial and error just not giving up is a very, very important thing. Um, managing your anxiety. That's the part that everybody wants the wants their resolution to their anxiety. Um, managing it, there's a lot of different ways to manage it. Um, my suggestion at the very beginning when you know you know for sure you're having anxiety and panic disorders it's not uh it's not rocket appliances by any means you when you know you know but seeing a doctor and having to confirm that it is anxiety uh would should be your first step making sure it's not something serious um some kind of health problem um medication in my experience is not always the answer 
Um, most times it makes things a whole lot worse than they really need to be. Um, a lot of people don't have their anxiety treated. Um, it's like a, a third of people that have anxiety disorder, like some form of anxiety disorder, uh, leave it untreated just because of the, the whole stigma that, you know, they're going to be, uh, judged based on their, on their mental health and all that stuff. And that's a really bad way of looking at it. You have to look out for yourself. You got to look out for number one and having a doctor evaluate what it is that you have and confirming that it is anxiety. Um, I'd suggest, um, that your doctor suggests different remedies for, um, managing the anxiety and kind of overcoming the worst parts of it. And then you could work from there. Um, your last resort, it, it should be your last resort for any kinds of medications, say, uh, lorazepam and, um, Xanax, hopefully your anxiety is not that bad that you need Xanax because that's horrible. Even the Razapam, um, it's got its, its ups and downs. Some days it's great. Some days it's awful. It's horrible. And, uh, in that other podcast, I explained what mine was like and it, I don't wish that kind of torture on anybody. It's it's a very shit way of living, mind you. You know, for the most part, your anxiety is gone, but the rest of your life is living hell, and it it doesn't feel good at all. Um, you can't just get over anxiety. It's not um, it's not a state of mind that you chose to put in, put yourself into. Um, you don't have to face it by yourself. It's anxiety shouldn't be dealt with alone. It should be dealt with between you and, you know, loved ones, family members, uh, really good friends, anybody that you're really close to. Those people should be the people that are supporting you the most. And just having that support helps a lot it, I think it honestly helps more than medication itself um, like I, I keep saying everybody's different uh, those who are suffering from it have different level of care that are needed so uh, your doctor will be able to tell you you know if you're deficient in something you need to change a lifestyle um, could be anything from even withdrawal from drugs and alcohol as well. Uh, something traumatic that happened in your life. They might uh, seek out uh, counseling for you, a therapist. There's all kinds of options. Never think that there there's no options and that you just have to live with it and that's who you are because that's, that's not who you are. It's, it's just something that you're dealing with. Um, it's never... Uh, a temporary problem by any means it doesn't just up and leave one day it it never really does um like i said anxiety disorders are a mental Ill illness b 
based on fears. So it's it's a fear from anything. Uh, take a pick. Just name something. That could be something that's triggering your uh, your anxiety. Now, <clears throat> the one thing that pisses me off the most that people do. Oh my god. This is one that actually really aggravates the fuck out of me is people think that you're using anxiety as like a crush to get people's attention. And in some cases, that might be it. Somebody's crying out for attention, but I'd say nine times out of ten, that is not the case whatsoever. It's it it affects your entire life you're you're seeking help getting somebody's attention about your anxiety is one thing using anxiety at, as a crutch to getting attention that's not cool at all because there's a lot a lot of people that do need help they are seeking support from their loved ones and really want to have a normal life like anxiety affects everything everything that you do it doesn't matter you're fucking getting up in the morning to make breakfast you could start having an anxiety attack it it affects your body your your mind um your emotions how you behave on a day-to-day basis it's it's shit and when somebody says you're just trying to get in get attention I feel like just socking that fucker right in the throat because that's a very selfish response to somebody that's suffering. Um, and even if it's if it's just in your mind at the time that that person is seeing it, they might not see the physical effects that are having, and like some of it's painful, like. Um, myself, like the majority of my anxiety is in the form of panic attacks and they are usually quite painful. Um, it's everything from my, my breathing, my whole body tenses up, uh, my stomach. I could either be so tense that I can't eat. Um, I get nauseous. I could be sick for fucking two days and not eat. Um, it affects your sleep, and that just affects your overall well-being and how you perform in life. And when people are like this towards you, you don't want those people around you. And that that affects your social life as well. Um, your anxiety creates just erratic behaviors um thoughts of like worrying over everyday life and that could cause you know uh, nightmares and night terrors um you just get fucking angry as shit out of nowhere just get really pissed off and you don't even really know what you're pissed off at um and the really bad, severe, negative mood swings. I noticed that I had gone through that 
as well. And a lot of people have been really supportive of me. They've been, you know, talking with me. I have quite a few friends that I talk to almost all day, every day. And aside from them having anxiety disorders as well, it's helped me and helped them that we could talk to each other about things and kind of bring my spirits up and put a little bit of positivity in my life and that that helps so much um other things you could feel while being under the nasty spell of anxiety is uh like paranoia you're you're freaked out you get freaked out and scared a lot of things you get startled you know somebody walks around the corner and you're fucking damn near jump out of your skin it's your your mind is elsewhere and then something breaks that really quickly and it's it's not controllable the the whole point is being able to get your anxiety under control and not let it control you it's the the whole the end goal of anybody that has it that's all they want they just want resolution they want to feel normal and live a nice happy and healthy life um some of the things i got written down here like i said i i've spent quite a bit of time working on this to make sure that it's as thorough as humanly possible i know like for myself this is really hard to to talk about i've done a lot of research i've spent years and years and years i probably know more about anxiety now than i do like my own job which i've done for absolutely ever so here's um some of the the ways that you could cope with your anxiety and kind of help it help manage it help get it under control and get your life back on track so first off um while you're having so scenario is you can feel your heart beating faster and you're sweating in places that you don't normally sweat or you feel like you're sweating i know myself when i'm having a really bad panic attack and i'm forcing it to be under control it feels like i'm sweating everywhere but i'm actually not sweating whatsoever it's the weirdest feeling ever and that kind of gets your mind going even more and just falls back into that vicious cycle. Um, so your your heart, you feels like your heart's beating out of its chat out, out of your chest. Um, feel like you're sweating. Your breathing starts becoming shallow because you're panicking. It's the whole panic attack. Um, yeah, that's your that's your body's response to stress and not having a plan to manage it so the whole 
anxiety is the whole fear and the flight or fight response. And what everybody does when they're having anxiety is the flight aspect of it. So this is all instead of your mind giving into the anxiety and you take the the path of flight this is all for the fight aspect of it so you're going to fight that anxiety and take control of it so when you feel yourself in this situation the best thing you could do is get focused on your breathing deep breathing making sure that your body is still getting sufficient oxygen and your mind is getting it and you're going to be able to think clear as you're going through this whole process of controlling it. So getting your breathing in control, um, getting those really nice deep breaths. Now there's a different couple way, ways of the deep breathing. Um, mine has been, I take in more breaths than I let out so I'm it's sort of like the the Wim Hof method uh, if anybody's unfamiliar with that um, look up Wim Hof the Iceman um, this guy sits in like freezing cold water for excessive periods of time and is able to control his breathing and put himself into a, a different state of mind simply through his breathing and it is phenomenal it's it's great to do when you're uh when you hit the sauna you do uh you know however long 5 10 50 minutes in the sauna and then jump into an ice bath and do the wim hof breathing it puts your your mindset into a totally different place that you've never been before i've done it before and it is fucking fantastic a little hard to do at first but baby steps and work your way into it so um a good breathing technique would be uh breathing in you know count to four five and then breathe out one two three four and just keep doing that for you know five minutes just focus on your breathing focus on the air passing through your lungs i've got a little sticky note that i put on my fridge like a year or two years ago and it literally says focus on the air passing through your lungs when you close your eyes and you take a deep breath put a color on the air that's going into your lungs swirling around your lungs and then blowing it back out and it's a different color that's all the bad shit that you don't want in your body that you're letting out do that for a little while and you will feel quite a bit better then you get your head together and then you could pick your next step so you got everything from going for a walk um I know myself, I like listening to either music or a podcast while I'm out for a walk. But if it makes you feel any better, if you're comfortable doing so, leaving your phone at home. I know when I'm having anxiety, I like having my phone on me for kind of like a security blanket. 
in case you know something does happen very serious where I can't breathe anymore and I need to you know call 911 or some of that I like having that security blanket in my pocket so to speak um but just in in a general day if you could refrain from having your phone with you that's several less things that you need to worry about and you could focus better on yourself and your mind so going for a walk um doing yoga for guys it's probably not going to sound like a, a very attractive thing to do but i guarantee you you're going to do yoga and you're going to be like holy shit i'm using muscles that i didn't even know i had it's very very good for you it's very calming um and you're getting into uh, better shape while you're doing it you're gonna feel great afterwards hot yoga is another really good one it fucking makes you bendy and your your muscles are more limber because it's fucking hot as balls in there and there's probably like 60 year old ladies that are gonna kick your ass at it so you got like a little bit of competition too you're like in your 30s and you're like ah oh, fuck yeah there's like old ladies in here i'm just gonna tune this class in probably not you're probably gonna get fucked up um another one is um massage therapy uh seeing an rmt and going to get in a massage it's very very relaxing I f- it feels amazing afterwards um while you're having anxiety and panic attacks and stuff with that your muscles are constantly being tensed up and you could start developing uh, a lot of muscle problems uh, problems in your neck Um, I know mine all lies in my shoulders and my neck and the front of my neck so that plays a lot of a big role in the whole uh, can't breathe, can't swallow um, aspect of having a panic attack because those muscles have gotten so tight in your neck that you're when those muscles tighten up even more, it feels like you can't breathe, you can't swallow and stuff like that. So that's <clears throat> that's another really good thing, seeing a massage therapist through a lot of people's work. Um, your insurance like your benefits through work will cover um registered massage therapy and a lot of places accept it like there that's usually the first thing that they ask about um what else i got here ooh writing down your thoughts now it doesn't mean have a fucking diary or a journal or some of that like you can have a journal a journal is a little bit more on the side of you know being professional about it you're not saying oh cindy kissed that that guy i wanted to be with cindy and shit like that and you're all bummed out and you want to cry in front of her house in the middle of the night no that's that's what i think of when i think of a diary it's kind of fucking lame it doesn't make me want to do it but having a think of it as a journal of your progress so you could look back 
two weeks ago on something that you wrote and just be like, man, I was fucked up two weeks ago. I'm doing a lot better than I was. And that's going to give you more motivation to keep going with what you're doing. And it's going to help with that making your anxiety a physical thing. When it's written down, it's a, a it's physically written down. You could read it back and say, oh, I could understand that better now that I'm reading it or I'm saying it out loud. And that's a big a big helper in the whole process of um, managing your anxiety, writing everything down. And when you see something written down, I know I've been writing shit down for a couple of weeks now. A lot of it's for the podcast and a lot of it I just need to, you know, grab my phone, pull out the notes and just start writing like crazy. And I'll read it afterwards. I'm just like, fuck that. Why am I worried about that? I'm like, that's a stupid thing. And I almost want to just delete it out of there. But I keep it in there so I could see it afterwards and realize that these things that I'm worried about are not really anything significant and shouldn't be something that I... that I'm thinking about so writing down your thoughts Um, this next one I've heard from like six people now that's what they the method that they use and it's that 333 rule Uh, very good friend had told me about this first and I started using it I like it it works great because it's it's a it's a mental trick to help kind of steer your mind away from the anxiety towards something else so getting yourself back to um the present moment that you're in and not thinking about your anxiety is kind of the the whole process behind this and it's um you know looking around you and naming three things you see and i'm sure i'm butchering this i'm really sorry that you explained this very detailed to me and very heartfelt and i i really appreciate how you said it to me because it i use it almost every day even if I'm not having anxiety now, I still say it. Um, so looking around you and naming three things that you see. And then naming three sounds you hear. And then three parts of your body. So, you know, pick something. Your ankle, your your crooked, broken six times finger, um, your arm. You know, I usually think about um, my foot how I stepped on a nail one time and it went through my foot and I kind of laugh at the whole story. Um, my fingers, I do. And I think about all the, the work I've done, the things I've built with my hands. And that usually goes down a rabbit hole. And then I remember I'm just like, oh, I got one more and I use my arm. And I've got a, uh, a half-finished sleeve on my arm and I started thinking about what else I'm incorporating into that tattoo so um, the 333 rule it works really really well 
Try it the next time you have an anxiety attack. I promise it will work. Try and drag it out a little bit. Be very descriptive about the things you see, the things you hear, and try and associate, when you pick three things of your body, associate a positive background or story, if you will, about those three parts of your body that you picked. Three things that you like. Maybe it's your eyes. You really like your eyes. Your 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 hair. Maybe you're gonna change your hair or something. You got you're looking at your leg and you're just like, holy shit, I haven't shaved for a while or something like that. Just pick positive things and positive things you hear and see as well. Um, the last thing I got on my list here is aromatherapy. Now. A big thing that's going around right now is these um, oil diffusers, I believe they're called. Um, like infuser oils. So it's everything from like um, lavender and oh my god, there's there's so many chamomile, um, sandalwood. There's another one I looked up I had never heard of before. Um, they so that the concept that I looked I looked it up because I didn't quite understand it I want to start doing it for sure um, so the whole science behind it is the the scents from like say lavender chamomile and stuff like that they trigger different parts receptors in your brain and it's kind of the the same concept as you know the three 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 rule and um any kind of meditation stuff like that where it tricks your brain and steers your anxiety off to another spot and takes your attention and puts it towards those smells so there it's very very therapeutic and it will help um some people use those diffusers and some people will take some of that oil depending on your allergies and stuff like that apparently some of the allergies are pretty serious with them but if you just take like a little a, a dab of uh, lavender and put it behind your neck or something like that or maybe on your wrist or a little bit on your chest or something like that before you go to sleep or sometime during the day it will help with your anxiety. If you're having trouble sleeping at night, I suggest a lavender. I've been using um, about once a week. I use this stuff called Dr. Teal's. It's a like a, a Himalayan salt. Uh, it's like an Epsom salt bubble bath type stuff. It doesn't really stay bubble bath for very long. Maybe like five minutes or something on but the it's very condensed uh epsom salts in the uh in the bubble bath shit and i'll lay in there and there's like uh lavender and something else and i'll literally just soak in this really hot bath like right up to my neck and it just soaks right into your muscles and it relieves so much tension 
and the smell as well like the the scent of the lavender is really really calming and i'll do that if i've been having a lot of trouble sleeping and i just really want to get a good night's sleep i'll soak in that i'll bring my ipad and i'll throw on netflix and you know watch trailer park boys or brooklyn 99 or something like that just kind of something that makes me happy and feel good and i'll just soak in there until the water's not hot anymore and i'll get into something comfy and i'll jump into bed and i don't even remember hitting the pillow i go to sleep very well so that works really good um the uh, oil diffusers i'm actually going to be trying in the next couple weeks i want to get a really nice one for here in the studio just to kind of uh, relax the mood in here a little bit and loosen everybody up that comes in here to uh, do a podcast. So there's uh, a lot of different ways to help manage and control your anxiety. Obviously, there's a lot of other different ways to uh, to deal with this. If you have any suggestions... Um, maybe you have, uh, different ways of how you manage your anxiety. I'd love to hear it. I'm always open to, uh, to suggestions, uh, comments. Let me know if any of this has helped for you. If you have, um, anything you'd like to add, please feel free to contact me any way you wish. Um, Make sure everybody jumps on to the Facebook page, the uh, the Blue Collar Podcast on Facebook. The I believe it was the second or third post I ever put on the page was a video of some university students, I believe it was. Um, they did a video... It's called what I think it's called what anxiety really is and have to watch that. It's a fucking great video there. They hit it spot on. Um, that was actually the whole turning point for me to open up about the anxiety and want to help other people and I hope that this podcast does help um, whoever is suffering with anxiety and hopefully it also helps people that don't have it maybe understand a little bit better what those around them are going through that are suffering with it. And always know if you're suffering with any kind of anxiety disorder, you're not alone. It's the most common mental illness in the country. And also the most common mental illness in the States as well. Um, More people than you realize suffer with it every single day. Um, A lot of people are just better at hiding it than others. Or uh, better at managing it. And if they are, then you want to keep those people close to you. And they could help you manage it as well. Um... Hope everybody enjoyed this. I put a lot of work into making sure I was informative about the whole subject. And remember to 
follow the podcasts on uh, social media, uh, the blue collar dot podcast on Instagram, uh, the blue collar podcast on Facebook, uh, same on YouTube. Uh, we're on podbean.com and Spotify and YouTube right now. I'm still working on uh, the Apple podcast to uh, be approved. Um, I'm trying to push more on the YouTube. So uh, once we do have videos, it, they will benefit the podcast a lot more if we have more people going to the YouTube page to listen to the podcast. It just, it all works out better for everybody. And last but not least, um, we have a GoFundMe page set up to help support the podcast. I'm trying my best to keep the the podcast free, but it is getting quite expensive. There's uh, a lot of monthly fees that I didn't realize would be happening. Um, and then keeping up with the equipment in the studio, it is getting better. Um a lot of positive comments saying that the podcast sounded a lot better now. We're, we are getting better at what we're doing here. Um, but yeah, the the GoFundMe page, I've got to post up on the Instagram page and uh, Facebook. If anybody wants to donate to that to help keep the podcast free, that would be very much appreciated. Um, it's been a lot of work to keep the podcast going and I want to keep it free for everybody Uh, once we hit our goal then there won't be any problems um, keeping the podcast running and free of charge for everybody so go and donate to that you could donate as little as I think it's a dollar and every little bit helps Um, if you do donate make sure you share the page and tag the blue collar podcast and that so that I could see it right away and help spread the word of the podcast to everybody else. And hopefully we could help a lot of people um, deal with this disorder and get them back on with their lives. So thanks everybody for listening. And we're going to have another podcast very shortly, probably in the next day. So looking forward to that. So thanks everyone.